You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I'm Tom. Uh, and what do I say next? We're going to talk about hardcore. No, no, yeah, live from the back of a van. Yeah, live from I the am van. In the, I am in the back of a, I am in the back of a van. It looks uh, like a nice van, mother. honestly. A Sprinter? Yeah, shout out, to, shout out to Green Vans. No disrespect to them, but we probably paid for 11 of these fucking things over our time. Uh, mm. we've, we've used Green Vans for like, since, since Drug Church started, basically. And we've been a pretty hard touring band for probably four years. Well, pre-pandemic and then since pandemic, uh, say four years of hard touring and before that casual touring. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I probably, I don't know, Green Vans, it's time to give me the little like uh, YouTube plaque from my wall or some shit. Because I, I definitely hang my, hang my, uh, yeah. my jersey in the, in the rafters. Yeah, you, know? you, need a, you need a banner. Do you have to fill yeah. it with like potato <laughs> chip oil or something? <laughs> no 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 they, they uh it's the nice new sprinters uh i i can't say enough look some bands love owning their vans that's like a f- point of pride for them for some bullshit ass fucking reason uh a van is just a liability when you're not driving it around it's just some fucking annoying ass shit have i spent a lot on these fucking va- rentals yes, yes i have do i do i regret it at all not at all i don't want to own a goddamn fucking van ever no one has so, to park it when you're not on tour. You no one has to move for alternate sides if that happens outside of New York City. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Charge, yeah. ch- charge me. It's worth it. Yo, thank you to Green Vans. Not a sponsor. But, not uh, a sponsor. Let's but talk a Patrick sponsors. Kinlan sponsor. Let's talk sponsors. Uh, much love and appreciation to Death Wish Inc. Boom. Much love and appreciation to Closed Casket Activities. Of course, yes. Much love and appreciation to Run for Cover Records. Pizza, pizza. And much, much love and appreciation to To Live a Lie. When you're here, your family. And that's where we're starting, tolivealie.com. Tolivealie.com. Yo, you know what? They got a lot of cool records, a lot of cool fast stuff. I'm shouting out um, a band who has at least one member who, who is an Action Grind listener, uh, who have been doing the fast, hard, hardcore for a long time, and that is Sidetracked. We may have shouted this record out before. It doesn't matter. This is a band who deserves your time and attention. The Sidetracked Hollowed Out LP is still up on To Live a Lie, and I have a feeling that Will at To Live a Lie dug out some white vinyl on this 12-inch, at least like 2019, maybe even a little before that. White vinyl is limited to 100. Uh, go cop that. Uh, if you move quickly, you can probably get it on white vinyl. So you go to tolittlelie.com, yeah. click on that w- web store, and uh, go from there. Sidetrack for, for our listeners who don't know, 
sometimes, sometimes just a, a single individual has a, a vision for the music that they want to define their artistic output. And there's no pretense to it. There's no overselling it. It is uh, in some ways uh, I would compare sidetrack to uh, drop dead where it's like very single purpose. It's, it's not dressing itself up in, in anything except for what it is. And it is stalwart. It is, it has been doing it for a long time. So uh, it's a good pick today. And that fucking rocks. So to live a lie, shout out. Let's swing over to run for cover, run for cover records.com. Tom, We've been talking about this a little bit, but something is finally here. What record are we telling people to buy today? The Basement Color Me and Kindness Deluxe Edition. Yes. It's an anniversary uh, record. Mm. Um, it's Yeah, it's here, and it's being shipped in, in early November. Um, it was a great record. We talked about this on Covet the last time we were on. How would you, like, when I'm with you. It could be. One. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Basement's a great band. I, you know, um, this record was my first foray into it, into mm-hmm. their um, their work. Um, and I think it's yo, fantastic. I, I, Pat's toured with them, right? And yo, I wonder. That's such a good comment. This is an excellent entrance into Basement, but also an excellent entrance if you're unfamiliar with a lot of this world. This is a great place to start. Like if you're curious about this world, but you haven't heard it, or you're like, ah. Oh, you know, it's a funny thing to say, but this might be a dense genre at this point. You know what I mean? Like, not super easy to just pick a spot to jump in. Uh, for my money, this is about as good as it gets. Yeah, I, I would uh, go as far to say this is the high, one of the highlights of the Run for Cover discography. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, cool people, uh, for people that have an interest, uh, a lot of our listeners may not be basement listeners, but are fiddlehead listeners. And I know that to oh, be a fact. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that they share members should be of interest to you. Uh, and it is uh, certainly worth checking out some of the nicest dudes uh, in music or sometimes not in music, depending on their mood. Yeah. So if you like cool dudes, check out basement. Run for cover records. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, how we doing? How we feeling? Uh, I'm I'm, I've been sick for 10 days because I haven't slept. I have meetings with Russia at 4 a.m. every couple of days, so I have not gotten any sleep. And uh, as a result, I do not I do not mend. I'm trying to broker some peace here. Patty Putin. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, actually, I shouldn't say anything. But the lack of sleep uh, has uh, 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 depleted me as a man. And... Uh, uh, you know, uh, shout out to people that have been coming to the shows and uh, not immediately running to the internet saying, "Why does Patrick sound like a corpse grinder or some shit?" You know what I mean? Thank mm. you. I, I appreciate your. Oh, you didn't uh, see that thread? <laughs> I missed it. So oh, are you by staying the way, at hotels and like getting up at four a.m. and awaking your hotel mate, like your roommates, with calls to Russia about like your like weird like sex games? Tom, don't take their side, man. Don't take don't take their side. Firstly, I want to say uh, big fuck you to a lot of the hotel chains in North America, uh, because when I go down at four in the morning to the lobby to have a conversation, certain hotel chains will say, hey, uh, public uh, spaces are closed at this hour. Get out and of I'll, here. Get out yeah, of here. I, 
how fucking insane. And meanwhile, I only give myself five minutes to get on that goddamn Zoom call. So it's not like I can like sit there negotiating with some fucking idiot at fucking 4 a.m. So yeah. I end up in, I was told to go to a stairwell the other day. Get and I was out like, of my face. Yeah, I'm so I mad mean, about this. This, this review going to be bad. So how's that any uh, safer or like less problematic to record in a stairwell or in like a like there's a there's that room where you're like I got a FedEx I got to fax something out they still they most of those places still have those rooms so Tom check it out here's what's fascinating they still got those rooms nobody on the overnight has a key to them because nobody fucking uses them so so I on two occasions I've been like hey can I use the office and they say sure and they bring the thing over they try to make it work and they're like damn I'm sorry. Wow. It's because nobody uses them. Say no more. Wow. Wild, wild. Tom, how you doing? I'm good, good. Enjoying another Oh, you got gigs to talk Giants about? Won. Giants won. You know where I was going. You know where I was going. Of course. Giants won. Mets didn't. Uh you know. You know how that, that old chestnut. Um yeah. yeah. Went to a couple gigs. How about you? Good. I'm good. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm good. Daddy daycare, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Daddy daycare. A lot of, um, you know, the trampoline park is all fun and games until you're hosting a birthday party there, and then they let you spend an extra hour, and that's it's nuts, man. I was ready. I was ready to go to sleep at like seven thirty p.m. last night. I was ready. Well, they gave you fun. like the like, hey, you know, you and the birthday boy can like stay an extra. What they gave the whole party the whole basically because because. Oh. Because there's a party hostess. What you know, when we go to the drug church party at uh, at, at Sky Zone, which will be coming at mm. the end of the tour, obviously, um, you get assigned a party host. These people, I, I'm shouting out anybody who's worked in that kind of a field where you're dealing with like high speed changeover children, madness, parents, etc. But you just are like, oh, I'm now I'm cutting pizza. Now I'm blowing up balloons. Now I'm cleaning up. Now I'm mopping up. Now I'm getting things. Now I'm coordinating this. No, it's crazy. So I gave her a good tip. And that was the like, yo, you can stay as long as you want. I don't care. You know? Um, so shout out to those people. And uh, I guess, I guess they were trying to do me a, a mitzvah to, to let us stay and, and have the kids really worn out. But what, what they underrated was that I also was very worn out and I didn't even, I didn't even jump. No jumping for me yesterday, guys. Oh, wow. get in there. No, I was all business. I had things to do. I was I was I was hosting the party. You know what they say? I don't like parties. But they avoid the truth. No, I, I was there. I got it. Um, guys, you know what we're going to talk about today? Not pizza. Uh, okay. Not trampoline parks. What do you got? I have an ins- I have an insane statement that okay. I wanted to run by you guys. Uh. I had a conversation with uh, not, not 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 necessarily a young young guy, but a younger band the other day. Okay. Who, uh, and I admired. I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on anybody's viewpoint here. I'm, I I almost admire the the ambition, but the conversation was. Then uh, uh, this might seem a little tired for some of our listeners, but uh, we are all feeling. Like I'm feeling currently, mm. the turnstile, the turnstile effect, right? Mm. Mm. Uh, I'm get, I'm getting offers for great money on shows that I don't know that I would have pre-pandemic, pre-turnstile, really popping, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was the person early when this got brought up to say, 
yeah, I haven't felt it yet. Maybe it'll happen, but no, it's definitely happened. You know I mean? I, I, I think, you know, it, it's difficult. These things are never strictly speaking provable, but from my eye it seems to be happening. Right. And, yeah. uh, talking to, you know, younger band the other day that was saying they believe that there's room for multiple turnstiles. Wow. Uh, that, 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 that our music like in the scene, uh, is smart enough and, uh, uh, diverse enough to, to kind of kick off careers of that size, uh, multiple careers of that size. And I, I was dismissed. What happened? Yeah. Well, did your eyes bug out? Did you do the thing like the bad guy from Roger Rabbit? Like, Mah! well, uh, here's the thing. Let's talk about it. Like, um, it's not my job to tell a younger dude that he can't get what he wants in life. You know what I mean? That's not my, that's not my job. Uh, oh. And it's also not my job to, to try to temper anybody's expectations. You're supposed to run into things half blind and fucking stupid. You know what I mean? It's like how we achieve anything in life. Um, but it got me thinking about some of the other, you know, I would say under 30 dudes, whatever, like, you know, whatever, like let's say 26 year old guys sure. who have, who have uh, talked to me about this and said that they believe that they can reach real heights uh, playing a relatively uncompromised hardcore. Now that's its own conversation, right? Because what <clears throat> what's uncompromised hardcore in 2022? It's a completely different sound. It's it's fine. We don't need to get into all that. But like music that is not explicitly mass market. Like a great example would be Knock Loose. Yep. If you told me Knock, if you told me Knock Loose could reach the heights that they reach playing the type of music that they play, I would have called you a fucking moron. So I don't know everything. You know, I'm often wrong, but turnstile is a mark the time I'm, it's a it's, it's a community <laughs> could often be wrong it's it has happened but i would say if turnstile is important to any any specific listener of ours it would be difficult not to call them a generational band in terms of hardcore music sure. and and the idea that you get more than one generational band like it, so the exa- sorry to go long here, but the example that, th- that this, uh, this fellow was giving me was grunge. He was saying, look, grunge produced a ton of bands that still have resonance today. And, and the examples he gave were uh, uh, obviously Nirvana and then Pearl Jam. And those are impossible to argue, right? But then when he says, when he says uh, uh, Stone Temple Pilots, that's where I paused him and said, okay, so now you're younger, so you don't necessarily know this. But Stone Te- by the time Stone Temple Pilots popped, that meant it was over, because Wait. that was just you're it wrong. Was just a, they were just you're a re- they're a reskinned glam band. They're not even they're not even like you're, traditionally. You're not grunge. wrong about them being a reskinned glam band, but you're going to be shocked by a couple of things really quick because you, I, I think there's a, a lot more to say about the closeness of glam and and uh, grunge. Um, Core, you want the first Stone Temple Pilots record? Guess when mm-hmm. that was released? Guess when that was released? Like 93, 92? Yeah, that? I'd say 93. 93. Yeah. All right. Uh, September 92. So let's see. Uh, how about 10? 10's released August 91. Okay. So when is Nevermind released? 
That's 91, is it not? 91. I think so. Yo, 92. Never right. Mind. So is no, not, no. it's not, it's, but you're not wrong. What you're saying isn't wrong. But, but, but what I want people to know is that there's a, people really throw this, the, the grunge thing, grunge had a lot closer ties to glam, the, the glam hair metal thing than people realize. Oh, like, for those sure. Bands, but like Stone Temple Pilots are dismissed offhand because mm-hmm. right. like, sounds like Pearl Jam. Well, now, listen, now, now Stone were. Temple Pilots, yes, right. Now Stone Temple Pilots is in any conversation because they actually had a couple tracks. They're, they're and, hard to deny because they had some tracks. Well, so, sure. The time, and, and the, well, the, the thing is that it isn't. I wouldn't say that grunge was over. Grunge already was showing its warts, but I think they were right away when you act, especially with hindsight. Soundgarden, Bad Motorfinger, right? Like that's a big record. That's 91. Super Unknown is the one that I'm like, oh, this is the record that broke them with Spoonman, Black Hole yep. Sun, all that. That's 94. <laughs> Yeah, listen, I was a young man. I was a young man, and I could say that that felt over to me, and I didn't know anything about anything. You know what I mean? Spoon Man felt like, oh, this is this is run its course now, and I like Spoon Man. I mean, I love that record. I think, but but I think it's but anyways, it's to say. So is this just cutting to the gym? Was this person trying to say, marketplace hardcore could be grunge? Essentially, that it could produce like in in the next five years, which is the window that that this person gave, that it could produce uh, some really like career bands. And this was this really tore me because I was torn rather because it uh, maybe I'm negative and maybe I'm I have no ambition in life because I just I want to fill 500 caps. That's my, that's my ambition. That's my, right. my dream, right. Is to regularly fill 500 caps. I don't have a turnstile ambition and this is not to denigrate anybody that does it, it, but it just, for me personally, I was looking at it going like turnstile is a, a modern miracle and, and that doesn't take anything away from what they bring to the table, but it, but, but it's just, it's such a confluence of events. They would tell you this. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, no, no, no. Uh, there's, there's some perfect storm element that yes. some, are, some of it are things that they control. A lot of things are things they don't control, and some of it's just damn luck. Yes. So, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's been a number of things happening in the last few years that I, I've been shocked at the size, and I've been happy for everybody's success. But it, it's uh, it, uh, a turn. If you told me, look, over the next couple of years, we're going to get a couple career acts that are going to be long lived, that are going to, on their best years, fill thousands, on their bad years, fill 500s. I would say, that's awesome. I, from your lips to God's ears, I hope so. But that's a world of difference between that and Turnstile. I don't well, want to get into Turnstile's business. Turnstile doing good. <laughs> Let's parse it a little bit, and, and, and I'll say, look, to scale, to scale, which means we're going to step it down from the grunge peak, but that's also to say, let's step it down from the 1990 music peak. Music sure, just isn't yeah. consumed the same way as it was then. You know, it's just yeah, a different, no, no, different ballgame. Adjust for music. Adjust, right. adjust for time. Right, right, yeah. right, right. So, like, it's the reverse of inflation, right? We, we're adjusting for deflation. Yeah. Um, 
Knock loose is right there already, right? Knock loose is comparable size, maybe doesn't have that like heater potential crossover into like a mar- larger mainstream thing. Because you know what? Ma- Knock loose will get looks for soundtracks or or scores on movies, but it's just too aggressive. It's too too hard. Taco Bell, unless they're they're filming their bathroom, is not putting Knock loose in their commercial. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it's it's uh, i mean uh, to call knocked like look i've said on this program before knocked loose play a style of metalcore that that is just uh it, it it's general generationally it misses me right so sure. like I, I i can't connect with it the way that i'd like to well and, and so said, just to say yeah th- th- go ahead that said there's one thing you can't take away from it there's not a drop of compromise in it you know what I mean? Like no. it, it is exactly what it aspires to be. And what it, it aspires to be is aggressive as fuck. And so. I will, I will even allow like someone could levy criticism to say, yo, turnstiles production, how high level it is. There's some, there are some pop music elements in their records. I don't think they deny that. And you can't oh, throw no. that at, you can't throw that at knock loose period. Flat no, out. Yeah. Um, but I also don't think like like is Knock Loose the biggest metallic hardcore band of all time? Right uh, now, yeah, yes, yes. Like bigger than Hatebreed. Yes, the answer is yes. Close. I think it's close. I, I can't. It, it, I, I'm just not is. in the right space. But but like yo, that's that's amazing. And I think if they heard that, they'd be like, what? And sure. it, but but yeah. And so so then it's to go into this larger conversation and scaling for deflation for. For the time pass of music, etc. Yo, I can't. I can't totally disagree. I can't say that that's not possible. It just has to be noted how exceptional. Whether you like either band at all, Turnstile, Knocked Loose, etc. You have to be exceptional live. You have to work as hard as you possibly can, and catch some breaks to get even into the stratosphere. Two stratospheres below those bands. That's correct. And and sentence. You know what I mean? Now they are raising ships, so they're buoying stuff up a bit. Totally cool. But we'll see. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't think there's a soul alive that would say that ceremony is not an exceptional live band and who hasn't put out great records. Their moments have just not aligned in the way that some of these other bands have. And it's not like, yo, they're still selling like Pat, Drug Church is in a similar plane as a band like Ceremony right now at this moment. You'd be happy with this forever. Am I right about that? I mean, honestly, like, let me just be frank with people that don't know or might be younger or, or whatever and don't know um, how this whole thing works. It, if you can sell out a 500 cap on the regular, mm. you may have to do something when you're not touring. But when you're touring, you do not. But your life is your life is decent, and uh, we can make all the comparisons to uh, being a server or a stripper or anything that is physical, and that there is not a great retirement plan for. I'm I'm open to any criticism people want to make of of music as a fucking career choice. However, at 500, selling merch, selling the rooms out, you have you have a career and you have a life. So. Uh, that's what I would like for myself. 
uh, in part because uh, tours like this, which uh, I'm the one I'm on right now, which I'm enjoying the shit out of, but they've been 99% barrier shows. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make it. I don't want to be. I think it's like pretty tired and dusty when like old old people go off on a, like a barrier show. I don't want this. You know what I mean? Because it's like, hey, come on, you old fart. What are we doing anyway? But but I will say we played one smaller venue on this tour. Uh, I'm going to make my sound self sound stupid as fuck. If I try to remember what is, I'm just going to call it L club. Right. Cause I don't remember the fucking name. L club was in Jeez. Detroit, Michigan. And yeah. it's L something. Macombo. No, no, no. Uh, but it is a it? proper, I don't know. I don't know. What is, look it up. It's like L club. It might literally be L Club. <laughs> okay, L Club. Continue while while we find out what it is. Okay. It's actually L Club, Patson. I think you'd be an asshole and being like the club. L Club. Yeah. It's Spanish yeah, for the club. I thought you were being an idiot. Yeah. No, listen, yeah. put it put it on the people of fucking uh, uh Detroit. Or mm-hmm. let's duck or let's duck that smoke because I don't want it. But <laughs> yeah, don't put anything on the people of Detroit. <laughs> please. So, please, please. So uh that club, I don't know if you, it, Tom, have you ever came across it in any of your uh, musical travels? It's been there for like 40 years. No, no. We've only played like the church, uh, St. Andrews or the, the, the basement of St. Andrews. This is one of the most perfect guitar music venues I've played in my life. And it's uh, in Detroit. It, it's in Detroit, and it's just a long concrete tube with a perfect size stage and the, the type of room that kind of seems, whether it's bad carpentry or what, it seems to rise at the end so people can see you. And it is, it, it is just, it pointed something out to me. If I could fill that room in every city in North America, I would be an exceptionally happy person because it, it is the type of space you want to see guitar music in you know what i mean and like no dis no disrespect to the place i'm playing tonight which are treats you like a fucking king but it's a very corporate atmosphere and it's uh it's uncomfortable for me personally let me just say that me personally there's nothing wrong with the way i've been treated everything's cool i even got my orange juice i'm happy but it's a little you know <laughs> you know, you gotta tell Bob uh, what you're playing tonight. He'll get a kick out of it since he wasn't on the call earlier. I'm playing the TD Garden. Maybe familiar I'm, with it. I'm familiar. Uh, I'm familiar. It, it, there's they got some complex or whatever. You know, whatever. Yeah, the fuck, yeah, but yeah. It, it, um, so you have the, but, the new garden. There you go. All right. Yes, but John. Jason but John Brandon. <laughs> well, John Brandon was at the L Club show. I don't see him at the TD Garden show. Is my point. Mm. And, and uh, it. Uh, I don't Show know. Out, I, Alberto, did you say you check at? it out? He, he, uh, you know what? I did not talk to him at all. People are like, people are like, you're a huge fan. You got to talk to him. I'm like, that's why I'm not talking to him. You know, what I mean? like, him like, and the guy from the Suicide Machines in the crowd yeah. for your band. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Shout out to both of them. You made Detroit it. Uh, there you go. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, Long story short, here's the question. Let's get Tom's opinion on this. Long story no, but short. Pat's talking for the first no, I'm, no, I'm no, ripping no. them off. I'm ripping them off. Uh, yeah, okay. Let's cut them well, off. Do you think? Do you Multiple think? Turnstiles, we, yes or no? Yeah. Or or even a range on it. Do I think there could be an, like uh, bands coming up around turnstile? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think I think it's feasible because it's like all you need is one band to like break the seal. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, think about like Long Island. I mean, this there was more geographic back then, but like think about you know, fucking you know, like brand new and then taking back Sunday and Glasgow and all these bands became big all out of literally like friends that hung out with each other became like all these big bands. <laughs> like think about even like the screamo, like you know, lot dispute, fucking touche. All these bands were like really big. Like for hardcore, they were as big as it got. Right? Ooh, not wrong. Not wrong. You know. Tom, you want you want to get you want to get into the scandalous part of this conversation? Sure. Adjacent to that conversation, somebody said, "I think it would require Turnstile putting bands on, and they don't." Ooh, how, well, do you, they, they, how do you? I don't buy that. How at all. do you? How do you? How do you respond to that allegation? No, I mean, I think they, Turnstile. I think they definitely do. But like, who? Like, what? You want them to do like a fucking drug church military gun fiddlehead tour? So like, whoa, whoa, like, whoa, whoa! Let's time out, time out on the field. Let's talk about their their glow on record release tour. It was right. Truth Cult, Akulu, Ceremony, Ceremony, Citizen. I think they put on. Look at those jerks not taking care of hardcore bands. What? No, 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 no. And full transparency. Their big long, their big New York show before this one, they were supposed, they did last summer when they played Irving Plaza and mm-hmm. uh, Brooklyn Steel, I think. Yep. You know, they asked to open for them. I mean, this is not putting on, but this is still to show you where their hearts are at. Mm. Youth of Today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ray was in Italy, but like they mm. offered Youth of Today, like Youth of Today money to be able to be like to play with Youth of Today in New York City. So like those okay. dudes were looking out. Wait, so, so I had the same response you did, right? Uh, because my first, I couldn't remember who was on all the tour, but I knew that they took out a coup. So I said, that, that was my feeling. However, there was one all there I'm missing, and apologies to the band whose name I forgot. How, but here's, here's what I believe this person meant. This was an industry person. Mm. Here's, what I, here's what I believe this person meant. That this is no disrespect to a coup. Who I, as we've discussed on this podcast, I think they're fucking all record three of rules. us. Yeah, we all, yeah. <clears throat> but taking a Kulu out, you do because you like a Kulu. So you're saying you, they're you, not going to take out their competition? Their I, that's not what I was competition. saying. That's what he's saying. That's not what I was saying. But that's, a, that's another way to put it, I guess. I, I, what I would say is what I believe this person meant, and I think it is an interesting point, is if Turnstile takes out music that they think is cool, but does not benefit from being in front of 6,000 people, that, then, then what did it do? Now, I'm going to be very clear. I don't think it's Turnstile's job to put the fucking scene on their back. You know what I mean? Like, I know no. I would not. You know what I mean? But. So right. I'm, I'm not bad mouthing them because I know for a fact. Well, let's be realistic. Fucking scene on my back. In, say, the Brooklyn show. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Snail Mail and, and JPEG Mafia, like, they added to the draw. Like Turnstile's probably not adding, you know, growing six thousand people without that help. You're so right. if they okay, want to take so that next step up, they needed to like get support. Interesting point. And I also, honestly, I don't know who I. If I was Turnstile, if I'm putting, trying to put myself in their head, and I'm like, let's do a solid for the bros. I wouldn't know who the fucking bros are. I wouldn't know who the fuck to put on to say like, oh, our crowd will like this. In part, this is not. There's not a knock on turnstile in any way, but in part because a lot of turnstile fans 
have come on with this new record. Nothing wrong with that. But what are you supposed to do for the person that loves that new turnstile record? It's not going to be, you know, uh, Cro-Mags inspired thrash, you know, like, so so, so what's it going to be? And, and that's, so honestly, like, I thought that the criticism was interesting because it spoke to, it spoke to something, but I don't, I couldn't find a solution if I was turnstile. I wouldn't know who the fuck to put on. Well, that's another good point. I mean, I mean, honestly, if I was turnstile, I'd be like, all right, let's get a direct support that draws and then we'll put in the homies on underneath us because this is going to be a fun fucking tour. That's what I would do. Still, but, still pretty early into the, the wave of what they've done um, to see what they do. And, and might be a couple of years at, before we see. Yeah, you look at true. what they did with that, with the glow on tour, the what you know what I mean? Like, that's a ceremony citizen, Akulu, Truth Cult. Look, those are not, Truth Cult's not some big band. Akulu's not some big band. Ceremony and Citizen definitely were making new fans on that tour too. There's so much room for all that stuff to grow. I'm I'm with it. I think it's interesting, interesting conversation. Um, I Tom, I tend to agree with you. I think that there is room for a growth of it. I don't know how many will escalate to the size that Turnstile has hit, purely because we haven't seen it before. Right. This is like yeah. new ground. Like you know, it's like. For hardcore, like there are bands, like, and we tend to overlook them because they're never been part. Of, like, but like, like a day to remember. Yeah, sure. Day to remember is probably still bigger than Turnstile. Right. Well, day to day to remember is four years strong as close. Like, you know, what I mean, there's no. some of those bands between. Uh, what, what's the band that um, that knocked loses out with right now? Oh, Bring Me the Horizon. Right. Like these they're are all bands from hardcore, or, like, or but, the, the yeah. right the like the next step over. You know what I mean? And it's all close enough, so it's like. Okay, we've seen some examples of these being big room. Turnstile is the first and closest from this world that even if somebody doesn't like them, they have to say, "Well, that's pretty recognizable as hardcore." You know, right, right, exactly, yeah, exactly. But it's—I mean, it's interesting. I mean, there was bound to be some pushback. Mm-hmm. It couldn't have been fucking wine and roses forever. And I think there's going to be times that people are like, you know, it could be like you're saying, industry people. Yeah, hey, you know, I put up my band for this tour, and they got fucking kibosh. I, I mean, n- now that I'm reflecting on it, almost certainly that's what <laughs> that might have you know motivated like, personal, just a little bit. I mean, the current tour <laughs> that they're doing, the big, I mean, which is their biggest yet, they brought out two bands like JPEG Mafia and Snail Mail, both in Baltimore. So that's cool, you know. Like, but who else? Is, so you just talk about putting on both from Baltimore. That matters, you know. Right. I mean, what's next? Like, you know, for them, I mean, we know what's next for them because we talked about it. If you listen to us on Patreon, you would have known that before everyone else did. Um, yeah. But, like, what's next for them? Had Like, you do, like, a Clash of the Titans type fucking thing that it's, like, you knocked loose and fucking whoever, I mean, I Code Orange that, or whoever I, the fuck. Honestly, I think that'd be great. Something like that would be cool. I mean, uh, that could be their arena tour. Uh Oh yeah, well, whatever I mean, that looks about- like in two years, you know what I mean? Right, exactly, like, exactly. What, what? I, I think there was a conversation I had with someone. I don't remember who, but that uh, Pat, maybe it was you and I, but that low key, this Blink One Eighty Two Turnstile tour, Turnstile is helping that draw. Turnstile might be doing as much for Blink One Eighty Two as you know, playing to the Blink One Eighty Two existing fan base is doing for Turnstile. So um, it's interesting to think about what, what they are going to be doing, et cetera, et cetera. I don't necessarily want to turn this into a turnstile episode, but sure, sure. <laughs> it is kind of a, an interesting twist as, as we continue to watch it. 
you know, I sent out some questions on our Instagram. Do you guys want to hear what the thoughts of the world and people out there are and get some, uh, put our own perspective on it? Sure. Yes. State All of the right. world address. Motherfucker. Sorry. That was by you. go. No, it's good. All right. So, <clears throat> you know, it's a Sunday. Like I said, it's nice to, uh, it's nice to cut it up, chat with the people as it goes. Um, so I asked some questions. I want to see what people are feeling right now. Uh, Tom and me went in and talked about some of the stuff that has kept us feeling good this year, kind of right now. Hardcore seems like it's in a good spot. So um, let me let me put it to you on this question first before we get into the deep, deep stuff. I asked, Hardcore 2022, is it A, doing great, B, feeling fine, C, could be better, or D, ain't feeling it. What's your answer, Tom? Doing great, number one. All right, Patrick. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I, I would say doing great. Okay, uh, a, a lion share, outrageous amount, 130 so far, because we posted this. Like an hour and a half ago. Yep, exactly. Uh, 61% doing great. 31% feeling fine. So we're at 92% in the positive. Good, good or great. Great. Uh, and only, you know, uh, uh, the seven, eight ish percent in the could be better and a, of the, and the ain't feeling it uh, level, ain't feeling it only at 2%. So, wow. Um, pretty amazing. That's so people are feeling good. Um, we lost Pat. Pat. No, I'm still here. Man just went dark for him sec- for a second. Um, with that said, I did ask for a little bit of long form. What mm. makes you guys say that hardcore is doing great? Okay. Pat, Tom, you, you answered largely, but if you have any, any cherries to throw on the Sunday from last week, please do. And then Pat will get into your answer. A lot of great records, different sounding bands, bands are doing well on tour. Um, and yeah, I think it's in a very good place right now. All right, PK, go uh, into it. Uh, yeah, I think like most people that have been around, I see some problems on the horizon, uh, but that's just the nature of life, right? Uh, this exact moment, I think we're sitting in the sun. Uh, I think that there's a lot of opportunity for bands to, uh, I mean, this is, what was my thesis the first episode of Axe to Grind? Do either of you remember? No. I, I expected it. I expected it to get me in trouble. Nobody fucking fought me. Uh, bands need to make more money. Um, there is more at this exact moment. There's more money. And I saw, I saw an, a band adjacent to the world that we're in bitching about how fucking live music is not profitable at the moment. That's not true. Um, there's more money at this exact moment, which is good and bad. It's good in the short term. Uh, it could be bad in the long term. I don't know if everybody's seen, but I guess there's some lawsuit brewing against Ticketmaster and and all this. But <clears throat> and that needs to happen, by the way. I'm and I'm saying this as somebody that's probably playing a fucking Live Nation venue right now. Um, but that needs to happen for the the health of of scenes like ours, right? Uh, but at this exact moment. Uh, there's labels throwing money at bands to be creative, to do good things. I think that's good. At the same time, there, uh, the, if you wanted to do everything yourself, 
you could record a great record for a few thousand dollars and put it out. And that's also great. So th- this combination of uh, labels trying to feed off of hardcore is good for some bands, maybe the mo- more pro-core leaning bands. And the fact that uh, studio, st- studio uh, you can record in your house now capably uh, have brought the price down for anybody that doesn't want to play that fucking game. So I think that it's hard to lose right now in terms of being able to express yourself. And I think that that's a great win for hardcore. So that's why I think we're, we're doing great right now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The people echo a lot of sentiments from both of you. Um, People are saying plenty of shows happening, great tours. This is a big one. This one I keep seeing, Variety. Can pretty much find several very good bands doing whatever style you're into. Then I see the diverse sounds are mostly lifting each other up. I thought that was a really interesting comment. That we're seeing. Yeah, and I think 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 that's true. true. Yeah. I yeah, I think that's I true. Do. We're seeing a lot of different kind of sounds. And this is something that I know I've said, I think all three of us have kind of reiterated more so than in times in the past. There seems to be an audience who is largely interested in the good, regardless of the genre. You know what I mean? Like, is this yeah. good? Yeah, this is really good. Is it good? Because it's power violence? No, it's the best possible version of power violence. This is good. Is it good because it's melodic hardcore? No, it's it's good because it's the best possible version of that. Sure. Or it's a unique version. So we're seeing that, and I think that's kind of an important, cool thing. Um, uh, let's see this. Uh, passion. So many new, innovative bands doing their thing. It seems like fans are more rabid than ever about it. Do you, Do you feel, feel like they're that, innovative? That's Not that to sound like the old man. Uh, well, no, for some no, I do. I don't, for some I do. I, I don't hear too many, but I will say that what they're choosing to bite is uh, not always expected, and I'll and that that works just as well. That's fair. That's fair. I think we are also seeing um, the long play of weird interests seeping into scenes you wouldn't expect. Example. Uh, the fella, a kid, uh, Mikey, who, who Philly guy, uh, does the band Chemical Fix, was doing Fixation, uh, fills in with Gel, did the band Drowse. Um, it does a lot of different stuff. Fills in for, I mean, he's filled in for Jesus Peace. So shout out to Mikey. Eclectic taste, loves the Youth Attack record stuff, knows all the classic punk and hardcore, loves AFI more than, you know, is healthy to say. So it's just one of those things where you get and see these kind of things where it's a long play in the influence bin, right? And it's like, well, do you hear AFI and Chemical Fix? Probably not. But there's sort of this seeping in of 40 years now of music, punk, hardcore, et cetera, and the offshoots of it that I think you're seeing across across types of music. I think we aren't some of it's some of it's overt sometimes you're seeing two diverse things thrown in the blender and some of it's a lot more subtle so uh innovation 
Yes. Uh, not everywhere, but I think maybe less pronounced than uh, it's given credit for. Um, let's see here. Both quality, quantity, and the sincere widespread love of hardcore in general. Huh. Yeah, I feel well, that. Well, let me say that if uh, podcasts are, are the new zine, uh, then I think that there's <clears throat> there's a lot of fucking hardcore podcasts that pop up. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's 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 it speaks to something i think it's good uh, shout out a lot of people you know we, another question i asked later on said you know what are things thankful you're thankful for help make hardcore better thank you i wasn't trying to fish for active grand compliments but lots of people said it but also a lot of other podcasts so we'll shout them out um so yeah no i think it's that's that's not wrong to say it's kind of a form of the the new zine you know you think it's think like it, a canary in the coal mine pat pat like they're so hardcore. Well, obviously, it, because there's more podcasts about hardcore. Hardcore must be doing great. I, I, I th- well, yes, I think the coverage matters. I just want to point out, in terms of hardcore doing great, I just watched a father, probably mid forties, with his daughter, who I would guess is thirteen, uh, wearing a scowl shirt, uh, walking her to the show right now. Love it. I just got I just got emotional. That, that, that see, that's that's very nice. That's if you want to talk about what hardcore has going for it. Look, if you want to not wash your ass and, or if you want to fucking uh, kick somebody in the fucking throat. Where we go? I get, I get how. I'm just saying that there's there's types of hardcore that like, if you've been around a long time, maybe the 13 year old girl wearing the scowl shirt on the way to the scowl show with her dad is not your scene per se. You know what I mean? Like maybe you're like, that doesn't help me, Patrick. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I, you can't shit on it. You know what I'm I, saying? I think like, that's like, net cool, in my opinion. Net that's cool. 100% cool. cool. But I think cool. it's also v- very telling, like not to get all, you know, liberty, liberal and left wing. So Pat gets mad at me. But like, <laughs> clearly the like representation, representation actually matters because Scott with Pat singing, that Chances are that girl's not coming to see them. Yeah, I don't. I listen. No, I mean, uh, no disrespect. I think, but like, I think that's awesome. Like, the singer from Scowl is a fucking idol to a lot of people, to a lot of younger uh, folks listen, that are getting the shows. That's great. In in the Midwest, a couple of the shows, it was like playing with Fleetwood Mac. Like, fucking, there's like young women uh, really connect with Cat. Amazing. So, like, if if we want to call if we want to call that representation or whatever the fuck. It is whatever it is. It is it resonates with this, with a person that yeah you're correct. Maybe they wouldn't go to a show otherwise, or maybe they would feel alienated from certain types of shows. Whatever it is. So does this uh, feel yeah, like the first generation of of punk and hardcore for that for like people bringing like thirteen year old kid to a hardcore or punk show? I don't know if like I feel like I like there was a, a seven year old at the Avail show that I was at like. I feel like that didn't happen. Like, well, I mean, there probably wasn't anybody old enough to have kids. I don't know, but like, I don't remember yeah. ever being like, like you know, like Freddie Madball was like the outlier because he was the kid that like they brought around to hardcore shows. But like, yeah, there's a lot no, more really. like eleven, twelve year olds that come to shows now when it's all ages. No, so so I think there's two different separate parts. There's different times where where kids are younger or older in a hardcore. You know what I mean? Um, my town's a great example because there was always this influx of like. You know, kids started getting into hardcore at 14, 13. You know, some, some as young as 11, you know, and they become a show. 
but it wasn't their parents <laughs> that were bringing them. And now we're seeing parents bringing kids. Well, that's that's more what I meant. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. So that I think that's been going on for about the last ten to twelve years, but we're seeing it more and more now. Whatever that means, it's just now there's more and more, and it made me think. And you guys will both appreciate this. We'll we'll throw it in the uh, uh, dudes on a podcast explaining a meme, the uh, Instagram meme that's going around, which is thirteen year old me at my first hardcore show. Then someone kicking them, the 35-year-old with two felonies kicking them, you know, kicking me in the face. Yes. That never has resonated with me or connected because there were not 35-year-olds at the shows I was going to when I was going to shows. You know what I mean? Right. We were talking about that yeah. one of the episodes that it was like, yeah, when we started going, hardcore was like, you know, not old 10 enough to 15-year-olds. Yeah. But now it's like – and I think that's also – plays into why hardcore now is is so great that like you got 40 years worth of shit to look back on right. while you know so, so for, the band in 1988 had seven hard, yeah. Yeah. or whatever you know exactly. what i mean like exactly. yep so there can be a lot more that can speak to the diversity or lack thereof but i think largely the diversity and sound that you can pull from um so so okay more comments more comments let me let me read the people's thoughts because there's a couple really good ones there's a couple um uh between this is hardcore and fya i've heard of at least 14 show stealing sets yeah not wrong i think both those fests especially fya last year i just remember there were a bunch of sets where it was like oh damn oh damn you know uh, maybe gridiron was one of those that really kind of popped out Mm -hmm. off that um bands were exploding out of lockdown but sound and fury felt like the peak Interesting thought. Like, do, does it a, a, a hardcore fest that had you know five thousand ish people at it? Um, I don't even remember the exact number, but like, is do we expect it to scale down from there? Especially when Turnstile is drawing that by themselves at a lot of shows now. I think for us, because we're old, we think oh, that's not sustainable. <laughs> like, there's no way. Like, that was a fucking we. It was a home run, shot in the dark. Never that'll happen again. Well, who knows, right? <laughs> it could be 8,000 people next year. But like to us, we go, there's no way. Because right. we've never seen that before. We're never expecting that to happen again. If this is your, you know, if you start going to shows right before a pandemic or like right after, this is the standard now. Right. So you think so, next so, year is going to be bigger. So so Tom and I are, 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 are uh, uh, there's a saying in, in, in investment, right? Uh, past performance, no indicator of uh, future results, mm-hmm. right? Yep. yep. At, and it's uh, you got to bear it in mind because it, it, that's how things get done is people that don't know any better. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like people, so people like me are going to be like, for example, no disrespect to Outbreak, no disrespect to Sound of Fury. They're two fucking fantastic sets and well-run festivals. I would pack both up. Say, okay, I'm taking my I'm taking my great experience and and uh, and going home. I'm leaving it to the next generation. Because I would be fucking terrified of my ability to repeat the fucking success that I just experienced. Because to me, it seems virtually impossible. Now, if the people involved in those festivals uh, do not have my particular anxiety and they want to forge ahead and try to beat themselves, well, you know what? That's fucking awesome. 
<laughs> so God bless. But I feel but like those I, festivals are less like I feel like if you're a band, right, and say like, you know, Drug Church plays the fucking the egg in Albany or whatever the fuck, yeah, well, and you're drawing I, two thousand kids, say or whatever. It's on, it's on the list, right? Right. Yeah. If you play a place that you're like, we're never gonna top that, so let's not try. I think that's one thing for a band, but I think for a festival. If Sound of Fury Place does next year and they draw 4,500 people and not 5,000, no one's going to be like, oh, boy. Yeah, that's true. That's you know true. what I'm saying? No, but true. like any, any band that takes a step back, they lose that cachet. You know what I mean? If Half Hard played another reunion next July and drew 7,000 people, it would be like, see? Yeah, we're cast. You just flew yeah. too close to the sun. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you had the 10. You should have just walked. But like I don't think like a festival has that same kind of – anxiety because it's like unless they you know all of a sudden 500 people show up to the park in you know in olympic park or whatever in, in los angeles it's always going to be big <laughs> yeah um, uh i don't know i i so so a little insider stuff that i i guess i can't say specifically but i worry about um i've heard the same plan from people who have experienced success in the past couple of years say they, they, it's almost remarkable. I'll say it off, off, off Mike. Uh, it's almost remarkable. People have the same vision for a thing after it goes big that I would be nervous about. If I was having the exact same idea as somebody else, I would stop and go, but they don't know this obviously. Right. But it's just people talking to me as an individual. I would pause and go, oh shit, am I in a, am I in a very predictable pattern of thinking? And I'm, am I going to, is this a self-destructive sort of way to go with this? Right. Am I going to overspend, for example? You know what I mean? So I, I, sorry to be vague. I realized I just can't say what the fuck I want to say, but the, the, uh, I, I would just, I'm maybe I'm just pussy is what I'm saying. I'm just scared. I, I would be scared of of uh, of kind of like hitting the heights that that they did, but there's nothing wrong with going backwards, as you said with bands. People clown on bands for for being in contraction. Everybody's life is going to end up in contraction. You mm. end up like, listen, like Born to contract we, hard. Yeah, when whenever I hear, yeah, this band is cash, this band is spent, this band is tired, whatever. I always want to stop them and be like you know what they they're still making their mortgage which is better than 99 percent of bands so like whenever i hear somebody is ass now it's like yeah they might be ass now but it's like i don't know what were they supposed to stay on top forever is that is that what they were supposed to do <laughs> you know well, what i mean like you know, and, and i want to say this i think people miss something uh growth is not always getting bigger growth can be changing or doing something different. And I, I think that's often a misconception that's tied directly to commercialism and like capitalism and all that fucking blah, 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 money. I, but, I, I would but, take it one step. You could be more specific with it. You could say it's, it's a corporate mindset because that's it, like, you can like, as for example, uh, uh, discord can, can evidence, you can be a capitalist, that can survive at the same size. Uh, you can't be a corporatist that survives at the same size. It's not Correct. the same thing. Correct. So you got to get yourself out of a corporate mindset. Correct. And, and if we're talking about music, we're talking about an art form, 
Um, you can choose to paint different paintings. You can turn, choose to make fucking clay sculptures. You don't have to keep using a bigger and bigger canvas to be more successful or sell your thing for more and more money. Um, right. And that is the big thing that I would encourage people, both from a iBook shows, from I'm in a band, I do a zine, I do a podcast. Yo, if you aren't trying different things or doing different things or, or doing the thing that makes it fulfilling, you're missing out. And, and I, I will tell you this. If you try to book a festival and get bigger and bigger every year, you eventually hit a point where you don't or you're booking shows and you try to book shows to get bigger and bigger and bigger. You eventually hit a point where, where the bubble balloon, the balloon pops. Mm. And that's you have a lot of to, money, right? Or, or, you know, like, oops, that messed up. And it's like, yo, do you see that as success or failure is on you? And you can decide like, Oh, you know what, man, booked, booked a festival that had 2000 people at it last year. Maybe we're going to do it at a smaller venue this year. Maybe we're going to do it something different. You know, there's there's no fucking there's no set of rules, and the only thing boxing you into that space is corporate mindset. So don't don't be there. That's that's the don't forget the struggle. Keep big business out of hardcore. That's a big one. Keep it out. That was of your that was the Hellfest story. Yes, yes. when they're like, we're yes. going to an arena and we're getting Public Enemy and big rock, like metal bands. And we're yep. throwing so much money at these reunion bands, you have no idea. It, it was insane. It was NFL insane. Point. Yep. Right. All right. Uh, more thoughts. The attention hardcore get garnered is a poison pill. Metal is whack. Kids suck. They close this with bring back gatekeepers, which I think is kind of like dumb. Like feels like something people throw out there. But the beginning part of that sentence was interesting. The beginning part of his statement was good with the the attention hardcore garnered is a poison pill. What, what say you guys? It could end up that way. I, I don't think it is right now. And I think it's, uh, uh, is, that person would have it, have to evidence to me that the quality of hardcore has gone down, uh, since the attention has been on it. And based on the records that I've heard this year, that's not true. To be honest, there was a couple of years before the pandemic that I thought were way rougher on fucking releases than what we're getting this year so that person would have to evidence to me that there's been some decline but they might be right long term this could bite us in five years i don't well, let's know let's be realistic you know what I mean? what's the worst thing that happens like it's not going to kill hardcore hardcore goes back to where it was right it's going to yeah, go back to normal it'll like level out at the worst it's not so, like going to be like hardcore died because all these kids left like no. It's, no, it's going to be round. It's just going to be different. So, It'll be back so to how it used to be. This is the poison pill element, and I'll play devil's advocate. There are elements to this that I would say it's not new to here. It's not right now. It's not in this moment. But sometimes these kind of moments happen, or it could be as much as like, oh, there's a beer sponsorship for this fucking festival or whatever. These different doors that open, Pandora's boxes that you can't close. You can't say no. But you can close them. You choose not to participate, as, as Patrick is willing to offer up. Go back to the basement. You got it. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to play this. You don't have to do these things. That's the only thing I can say is like the 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 is is there a Pandora box to all this bigger coverage? Tom, I'm with you. I don't think so. I think it's interesting. I think it's funny. I think it's a little secular. We always forget there's there's quite often a fascination with this little world of music because it is a weird, cool thing. And it, it kind of, there's a cockroach element to hardcore that I think is cool. That's like, yeah, you know what? Oh, you th the cockroach got too big. Somebody stepped on it. Okay. 
cockroach well, shook it off and kept moving, you know? So, so here's what that person, I don't think this is what that person meant, but I'm just going to try to expand on the poison pill element. Um, if you get a lot of people, if you get a huge influx of people at shows, you're going to get a, a, a volume of them, at least some percentage that, um, is not culturally tapped in and not interested in being culturally tapped in. Right. And as we've talked about, normies make the world go around. Like it's nice to have people at your shows that you need casuals at your shows, but, uh, it can also go the wrong way at times where somebody that doesn't understand what's taking place can, can, uh, uh, t- t- take a hit the wrong way, uh, pull a gun out of their f- trunk of their car. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I, it, it's, I see potential for bad shit in that respect, that when things reach a critical mass, you have a large number of people who don't understand a thing. Um, it, all you have to do to evidence that is look at uh, the YouTube comments of on literally anything. And you'll see a lot of people who simply do not understand what is taking place <laughs> and, and it's uh uh that person maybe they will and, and uh or it's possible that that they never do and and there's a problem in that you know so th- that's a potential poison pill element that i could see all right let me get a few more comments on this one we have man we we got a lot of juice out of this damn um plenty of shows happening um versatility acceptance Fucking hard, no apologies. Okay. Uh, the diversity, experimentation, passion is at an all-time high. I'm glad people feel like that. That's a nice thing to hear. Um, somebody said there's not nearly as many releases this year as compared to 2020, 2021. Yeah, I think we saw the back out clear up a little bit. Yeah. Post-COVID got cleared out a bit. Um, all right. Somebody said hardcore 2022 needs less death metal and more punk. Feelings? Stop. You know, I don't, I don't hear too much death metal in the no. hardcore that I am hearing. And I'm actually very depends on your thing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a ton of bands that you can go and listen to. It's not like fuck I, everything here is metal. It's like you know, there's a whole scene of shit that's popping that you don't have to listen to. Fucking a band that you know has mosh parts like Chug Mosh, like yeah, d- d- death deathcore. I mean, yo, look, here's you're not the deal. forced to watch it. Like, there's no, so much shit going on. I I, I think that. It's a tough thing to say. Like death metal became a huge influence in hardcore sometime 10, 12 years ago. And you can be mad about it or you don't have, but you don't have to listen to it. Just understand there I, is a world I, of stuff that total doesn't touch that whatsoever. Yeah. And straight up, like I, I might just be really ignorant because I, I'm not exposed to that at all. So like if that's happening in, in, I mean, clue me in. I'll, I, I like to stay up on shit, but I, I'm just not get, that's not what's going over my desk. You know what I mean? So to be honest, here's what I will say though. The lack of punk. I hear that. Cause I was going to say, I was going to jump out and say, you know, there's a lot of bands pulling from punk, but I, I'm not going to use any fucking names, but there's a band that believes they're a punk band. That is a straight up fucking hardcore band. Correct. And I'm hearing I'm hearing more of that <laughs> than I am the other thing. For a while, it was kind of in vogue to be a hardcore to call yourself a hardcore band, but to have punk parts. Yeah. But but now I don't hear the punk parts. I hear bands calling themselves punk bands playing straight up fucking Just hardcore, straight music. fast hardcore. But I think so. That actually is interesting because it could be a symptom 
of some of these metal influences, you know. I think there was a few years there for sure, 2010 to 2017 maybe, where death metal and then metal influenced hardcore became so pervasive that anything that got a little bit faster, people were like, oh, that's punk. And it's like, no, this was just like straightforward hardcore. Um, but because it's in comparison to metal, it sounds punk. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's but it is. I I strongly agree. Um, lots of new kids doing new stuff. Not necessarily a lot of strength behind that movement. Huh, that's interesting. Okay, I don't know. I think I think there's. I think it I think, remains to be seen. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Um, let's go through this. Uh, best hardcore or adjacent records of 2022 so far. I'm just going to read some of these and, and stop for, for your responses. Sure. We've talked about it. Mind Force New Lords. Patrick, any feelings on the new Mind Force record? Yeah, I think I brought this up in the group chat. Uh, I haven't read the lyrics. I'm only listening to them. It, it, there's a love song on this. Is that Am I correct? That is yep. correct. I don't know if it's to a romantic partner or, or, or to a child, yes. or, but, but, but it is... Uh, it's a really fucking lovely song. And it got me emotional, not because of necessarily the contents, but because it's rare that I hear a hardcore song that we talk about the seven second song trust all the time. Right. Mm. And for good reason, because it's mm. singular in some ways. Uh, I get emotional when I hear that, because I think that there's so much more potential for hardcore. You don't got to be talking about the girl that left you. You know, you know what I mean? You don't got to be talking about the girl that left you. You don't got to be talking about, uh, how mad at the world you are. Uh, sometimes there's just something really beautiful in an admission that, uh, that there's uh, some beauty in your life. And uh, I was, uh, I was moved by it for that reason. So uh, I liked the record before that, but when I, upon repeated listens and I, I caught some of those, I said, you know what, this is, this is nice what they're doing here. This, I like this. So I, I like the record a lot. Uh, speed, a gang called speed. We've talked about it. Uh, man. What I can say about that speed record, I think it's really good. And I kind of want to hear what the next record is going to be like. I think they could go harder and faster and crazier. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, Age of Apocalypse, Grim Wisdom. Love it. Great. I haven't given this one a shot. I haven't, I haven't to, given man. it a shot at all. I know. You know what? I don't know why I got some discrimination against Age of Apocalypse. I, 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 it's, for some reason, it's like there's nothing wrong with it. And I just don't run out. I got, I got to run out. Yeah. Just put the ears on it. It's tough. Jad, Jad, Polish <laughs> hardcore greats. Not familiar. I'm curious about no. that. End it. End uh, it. We, we've been big up and end it. What do you got coming on, so, Jad? Yeah. So, so I am very aware of this because of a uh, Polish driver, uh, and uh, this is worth checking. Out. I didn't, to be honest, I didn't know they had this new record, but but uh, a band worth checking out for sure. End it. We've talked about. I ended a bunch. Um, Bang and record. Yeah, deserve it. Got something maybe the on. best, maybe the best hardcore record I've heard this year. Strong agree. Uh, regulate the new regulate record, self titled. Love it. Real, really interesting. I don't know if we've talked about it. We've talked about it when I only heard the singles. Now that I've heard the LP, I, I'm fucking fascinated with this record. Uh, it doesn't mean that I love every moment of it. It just means that like the decisions are ones that I find fascinating because they're not the ones that I would have made and that's to their credit probably right because i, I want to say yeah no I'm, I'm in the same spot as you but i 
not that I have a huge insight on this, but but I got to give them credit as a band. It feels like highly personal and decisions made musically from a space of this is what we want to do. And yeah, I, you got to respect that. And we talked about it. We're like, oh, uh, maybe they got these EVR influences. What it amounts to in my ear is really interesting because it reminds me of Rise era Bad Brains. But I don't think that aside from some obvious Bad Brain riffs, which they do have, uh, aside from those very occasional riffs, I don't think that's what they're going for. But that's what they because my I got old head reference. That's that's my old head reference. <laughs> but uh, but. Uh, an interesting record, if nothing else. I think it's like a New York hardcore record mixed with some EVR stuff and some Long Island emo stuff. Yeah, that might be Long Island emo. Sure. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, you, I think. I think the record's great. I think it's worth a listen. Yeah. Doing, doing different things, for. honestly. Even if you were, you could be a regular. You could love the last LP. You could love the early stuff. You could hate that stuff. This record's worth spinning because it's really they're doing something different. So. Yeah. Um. Realm of Torment, Malevolence, not familiar. No. Jillian Carter, um, the Spite House record, people are shouting that out. Spite House record's great. Yep. Uh, Double Gainer, I know that name, but I don't know the record. No. Well, we got some stuff to listen to. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, Inclination and Gridiron, yeah. Um, I've been seeing a lot of people big on that Inclination record again. It's like making the rounds. It just came out on Friday. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, this is a brand new one. A brand new one. Wow. I mean, yeah, I like to think because I, I sang I on it. This. I sang on the second song, the, the yes. first real song on the record. So that's probably why it's really making the rounds, obviously. Ha <laughs> 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 ha, just kidding. But yeah, it's it's a great, like, 90s, early aughts, like, metallic hardcore record. Like, it's it's really great. Even if I, like, if I wasn't buddies with them and I didn't sing on the record, it's a fucking great record. If you like Strife, so I, I, you like Pats in the Dark. I, I did. What's going on? No, I, I did not know. I was, uh, as Bob, I knew they had something coming, but I did not know it came out. So that's interesting. Yeah. Give it a listen. All right. Uh, the gr- end of the Gridiron record. We've talked about Gridiron a lot. Yeah, fun. It's, it's, it's really late. on top. There you go. Um, let's see here. Gotta be New Lords. Yep. Pain into Power. Quite a few comments on that. That terror new, record is terror record, great. Yeah. Best record in a long oh, time. Oh, sure. Um, the Flex LP. Yep. That Flex LP is very good. Yeah, very good. good. I really like that. Um, Mutually Assured Destruction LP, um, Killing Pace, was that Regulate, Downfall, Long Knife, the Long Knife LP that Beach Impediment did. Very good. Uh, the New Candy. Have any of us spun the New Candy yet? I have not yet. I got it. I did. So I, I have, and uh, I, I'm a candy lover. And yeah. this, record's, this record doesn't do it for me. Uh, it's it's let me put it like this it's very extreme and that's not what i needed from them like i think that their best moments are when they are when they have a catchy part in that in that extreme mode right and this is top to bottom like you know like if you wanted it they went in more of like a, a full of hell direction right like where it's like it, it's uh, there, there's very few moments that aren't kind of uh, in, intentionally uh, uh, bracing, right? <clears throat> and some people love that. I needed, I needed some hooks, to be frank. Well, I'm, I'm, that actually does interest me because um, the noisier world. I mean, 
there's a couple full hell records that I'm like, okay, okay, I'm I'm all right with this. But they they definitely go too too into a place for me that I can't follow. But I've always been curious about a space between there and where they ended up. Um, and if Candy's in that spot now, which I I mean that's kind it doesn't it doesn't seem like a derivation of direction. Like I felt like they were kind of ramping up and doing different song structures and breakdowns into something a little more diverse. So uh, I'm curious to check that. Um, Fugitive, new band from Texas. You guys have heard this. Yes, uh, a couple members of Power Trip. Yep, excellent. Yep. Uh, no, I haven't. What 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 type of stuff? Thrashy, oh. but a little heavier. Yeah, you know. Okay. Not, Blake like, guitarist, I guess. Blake. Blake. Yep. Um, so so it is what I wanted to hear from somebody from that camp that <laughs> is not that it's like okay, we're doing something new. It's not, but it's not just like oh, here's here's Power Trip you know, the sequel, they're not, they're not leaning on old things, but they're doing something new, but in a sound that I think people will be able to vibe on. That's a band who I think it's good. And I'm, I think their next thing could be very good. So absolutely. Um, Robert Gate, new record out on cash only. Excellent. Uh, Combust. We talked about Combust last week. Great. Uh, Syndrome 81. Have you guys heard about this band? They've been kind of getting a lot of buzz. Uh, I like that. All right, let's see. Uh, on the adjacent side, that Spice record is dope. Haven't heard it yet, like the last one a lot. Um, Birds and Row, probably my album of the year. And that's not the first time I've heard that about Birds and Row. Yeah, Birds and I Row. have to check so, it. That's yep. new. It's only out in the last couple of weeks. Yep. Interesting. Uh, all the new stuff from Military Gun. Hmm. So uh, do we see this Military Gun re-released? their two EPs, I believe, and Roads. added four new songs. I haven't heard um, they're four new, but I saw they com- like combined everything. Yeah, so I think it's got Woolworm, MS Paint on three, and Daisy on three of the new four new tracks oh, nice. that are on there. So so pretty cool. And we we know that Ian has a ton of new material coming for us sooner rather than later. So shout out. Um, yo, there's so much out here. Let's see. Let's see. Killing Patient. You know what record Peter we're missing Paul? in here so far? What's that? That high viz record. Oh, that got loved. That's in. Oh, here. did okay. Oh, that's in here. Yeah, I haven't hit it yet. Peace test, gridiron speed. Yo, I want to shout that out because that's three different flavors. You know what I, I like mean? That. Yeah, I love yeah. to see that. Um, uh, this person says diaspora problems by Soul Glow. All right, very cool. Uh, the gel cold breath split. That is one example where I want to say gel. Uh, their evolution of sound. And I talked about this last episode. Those songs are awesome. Their songs off the split are fast hardcore. That's unabashedly what it is but sonically i think it's starting to push them into different places just in a creative way not in a like ooh, they're doing like a tripped out discotheque bounce here it's it's like nah this is still fast punk hardcore but they're not they're not afraid to try some new shit which which matters to me really matters mm. um uh we got some love for the no pressure record here arma x violento ritual uh let's see the high vis blending pa- tom have you given the high vis record time yet oh it's fucking fantastic yeah it might people be like about huh people are tripping out yeah you're about to say it might be album of the year a lot of people are saying album of the year yeah or close to, or thereabout yeah it's it's fucking fantastic pat have you heard it yet no tom's been big up big up in it uh off mic i i'll give it a shot 
Jesus, this is crazy. Uh, Brain Tourniquet did do an EP earlier this year. I think that is good. Uh, Temple Guard. Oh, this person sent a picture. Okay, that, I don't even know how to read that. Um, Echo Chamber demo. I haven't heard that yet. Huh. Is that um, noisy? Oh, it is. You're right. Okay. Yep, I do know that. Um, I do love how many, like, it's It's not like the same three things over and over again. It's like, like there's tons of stuff in here that I go, I need to check that out. <laughs> like, I, I haven't heard that yet. Or the XI De- Deliberate Revolver LP, Major mm-hmm. Pain Demo, World of Pleasure. So I could keep reading, but I'm going to slap. But, yo, a lot of, lot of interesting stuff. The Shaved Ape Demo on Sorry State. Okay, I need to hear that. Let's hear this. Yeah, yo, shout out. Lots of, lots of good stuff. But, but what I see a lot of, I see a lot of Mind Force, obviously. I see a lot of Age of Apocalypse. Uh, quite a few people saying the Drug Church record, Patrick. They might just be trying, no, to, you know, just trying to wink at you. It's a good record. Uh, a lot of people on the End It record. A lot of people on that Terror LP. A lot of people on the Combust record. like seeing that. A lot of people on the Fugitive uh, Praise LP. Hell yeah. Uh, Life's Question, World Full of LP. A um, lot of love for that. And I think that's when I want to sit with a little more. Because that's a band who's impressed me a few times live. Like, right. I, for some reason, I, I didn't go to a ton of shows last year, but I caught them like three or four times. And they, I think one time they were good. and then. Another time I can't totally remember. And then two times they were like, like, whoa, what, what's up with this? Like, I need to go listen to this more because they were really good. So shout out to that. Um, let's see. I, I, let's do one more before we go. What were you going to say, Patrick? No, I, I was just going to say my earbud just died. I said, how long have we been talking? Damn. Um, a little over an hour. Yeah. We, we can, let's do one more. I'm going to give you guys the option. Do you guys want to talk about new music that people are waiting for or... Do you want to talk about, uh, let's see, best show you've been to in 2022 and why? I might say best show so we can save the new music we're looking for for the next episode. Okay. Yeah, that's sure. fine. That works. All right. Um, first, what about you, Tom? You've been to the most shows of the three of us, even though Patrick has toured. What would you say is the best show you've been to so far this year? Fuck. All right. How do I answer this? That sound like a dusty old head. <laughs> Just answer it with your heart. Say them. You can do the most energetic hardcore show, and then just your personal favorite. Um, can I list a few? Of course. All right. Uh, Sunday Real Estate. Mm. Unbelievable. Mm. Yeah, Un- they were really unbelievable. Um, that Touche show that I went to with Military oh. Gun and Vane was awesome. Like one of the best like hardcore shows I've been to. Um. Trying to think what else. And then, I mean, I can name 17 sets at fucking Sound and Fury. That was some of the coolest shit I've seen all year. Yep. So I'll leave it at that. All right. Uh, Patrick, best show you've been to this year? You know, I, I, I had a lot of fun at that. Uh, it might be that I'm in a new place and that's exciting, but that speed show that I went to mm. uh, in Perth w- w- was a really good time. Uh, a number of the festivals that I'm with Tom, a number of the festivals I've played, I've been impressed with the, with certain sets. Um, obviously, when did Outbreak happen? I thought Outbreak was just like a was generational a fucking, yeah, that was, that was just a fest to end all fest. That was a fucking great time. Um, what else was, what else has been really impressive? Um, you know, on, on, uh, we got to, on our off days, shows from this or whatever uh the the tour that we did to get us out to the west coast we played with jesus peace we played with soul glow uh 
uh, played with uh, surprisingly good locals in a number of places. So, uh, yeah, good. I mean, uh, allegedly, I'm going to see uh, 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 Guns N' Roses soon. So, uh, I'll let you really? Know. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, almost not by choice. Uh, I don't really care about Guns N' Roses, but it's the Chats and Cosmic Psychos are playing, and they're opening for Guns N' Roses in and, Australia. Uh, yeah, and I, I would like to. Cosmic Psychos are like uh, like Leatherface age; these are not young men. So, like, I, I uh, would like to see that before maybe it's. I've lost my opportunity to see that. And what are they, are they yeah. playing at like the Rod Laver Stadium or something like ridiculous? Yeah, you know the like a it, soccer it, stadium. It, it's something big. It's something big. I, uh, I'm. I, I'll be honest. I don't know if I'd even stay for Guns N' Roses, but, but, but uh, <laughs> you got to say at least two songs. Yeah, uh, come got, on. They, it they sounds they like opening Mr. with "Welcome to the Jungle." You yeah. know what I mean? If, if, if they sounds open like with Mr. "Welcome Hanky. to the Jungle," I'll, I'll make it through there. Um, okay. But yeah, I, uh, and I do like I like the song "Mr. Brownstone." I I would watch it if they played it. Um, but I don't know I what they material do. they'll be playing. You know. Um, Australia, there's no rules. They'll do whatever they want. All right, let me do a couple of responses, then we'll kick it out. Uh, some really good ones. Zulu on a boat in Rotterdam. Also, yeah. Triple, oh, B, wow. Triple B Euro Takeover was lit. Uh, oh, Vidro, yeah. I would good good bands on that. I would like to have seen Vidro in Athens, Greece. Cool, cool. Um, this one I loved. I finally saw the Circle Jerks. A drunk guy pointed to Greg Hetson and said, "Small and old." Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Uh, end it release party with Soul Blind. Great show, great crowd. Baltimore forever. Uh, delay, delayed gratification record showcase. Ohio on fucking top. Uh, bootlicker and punitive damage in Vernon, British Columbia. All the punks came out and packed into a tiny record store. Love it. Mm. Um, speed in Brisbane reminded me of why I love this shit. Gel and exhibition at Sonic. Uh, it was the night before my birthday, and I believe Jell did an 86 Mentality cover. Maybe Exhibition did. Um, and shout out Scal, who also played that show. Uh, let's see. Uh, Drug Church's show we played because it spe- felt special and different. And the show at the range. Okay. With some Boise folks. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Drug Church in Miami, exclusively for the talk with Pat. He called me tall. Oh, and I, okay, okay. I see. I thought it said he called me tall. I said he looked like a bird. I thought it said he called me tall and said I looked like a bird. I was like, Pat. No, I'm the, I'm the one. I'm the one who looks like a bird. Um, Mind Force in Atlanta. Mind Force has the best mosh calls in the game. This is for the kickboxers. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, still thinking about Cold World at Market Hotel in the last Royal Hound show. Yo, that Royal Hound show looked wild. And Cold World shows are getting more and more rare. So um, Sound and Fury Day 1. Let's see here. Uh, Brain Tourniquet or Gel, you know why. Also Entry and Destiny Bond and Punitive Damage. That's pretty high. Um, Oh, Jesus. Uh, One Step Closer in Zulu. I'm black and a dude thought I was their merch guy. 10 of 10 show. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, Um. Ah, fuck. End it behind a donut shop in Wilkes-Barre. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, This is Hardcore Saturday. Yes, Hatebreed was awesome, but End It stole the show, and they were like fourth. Yep. Uh, Line Brawl reunion for Ukraine. Okay. And Sound of Fury. Sound of Fury 2022, hands down. Best fest I've attended in 20 years. Uh, 
either the last Philly Gold Show or Candy in Baltimore. Yep, I heard that Philly Gold Show was pretty bonkers. Pretty bonkers. Uh, Sincerity Fest in PA, Race Trader and Sect back to back. Ah, FYA, last Eco Strike Show. That's right. That was Philly. Last Gulch New York Show. All right. Um, <laughs> Distort Firewalker House Show. Then again, I probably only went to five shows total. I heard the Distort Firewalker House Show was wild, crazy shenanigans. And I believe the story goes that a neighbor came into the house wielding a machete and swinging it at people. Uh, and then the it's good show. Yep. Yeah. Good show. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I'm trying to see if there's any other. Is there anything that's going to beat the person who saw the circle jerks and a man pointed at Greg Hudson? I don't. It's an old and small. Probably not. Small and old. Small and old. All right. Uh, lots of outbreak fest. Hell of a lineup and great vibes. And that's really is what it sounds like. You know, Cold World War hungry. Dude, what about this? That those Cold World War hungry shows were in February. It's, I, I, it feels like it just was was February, but that was a long time ago. Yeah, um, that's true. Turnstile at the Palladium, never seen a crowd mosh to Whitney Houston before. <laughs> and to close it, gel at no class in Cleveland. That show's crowd was a fluid mecca of energy. Mm. I think that just oh, happened too. A fluid mecca of energy. Love it. <clears throat> okay. We'll talk to you soon. Hardcore rules. Peace.